Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is actually the 20th anniversary exactly of 9-11, of the Twin Towers, the horrible events of 20 years ago. I know exactly where I was. I know where I was headed. I was supposed to be on a plane later on that morning. And of course, everything got shut down. Extremely disruptive to our company. It changed a lot of things in the culture, certainly changed the way we did travel. It's a before and after of 9-11. And I know a lot of people that are my age or uh, even younger, it's, it changed our world. So I just thought if there's ever a time I could have a downer episode, talk about existential threats. I always hear that, hey, there are no sure things, but boy, if you're going to invest in cards, what could go wrong? Mickey Mantle can't can't get injured. He can't do anything wrong. He's passed away. He had a great career, great following. Luca or Zion or one of these basketball players could break an ankle, get some serious injury, and maybe that's a risk. But there are existential threats to the hobby that are the hobby at large, and they may affect vintage more or modern more, but there are existential threats. Now, they're, they're very low probability, and I'm not talking about threats that are for the end of life on Earth. So we're not talking about asteroids crashing into the Earth or the zombie apocalypse where you don't even have time to say goodbye. We're talking about situations that I think are trending, and as they trend, they could have an effect on our hobby, and some of them are existential threats. So is vintage safe or is it safer? These are seven hobby existential threats. Again, unlikely, but we're moving in those directions. Number one, fighting. Not necessarily World War III uh, or even some nuclear exchange short of mutual destruction. But there could be something that would happen. I, I lump a kind of random terrorist attacks in there. Anything that disturbs our way of life will disturb the collecting equilibrium. So even war is hard to define now because it's not even a foreign government to declare war against. You don't know who your enemy is. Your enemy could be here. In fact, there could be civil unrest, a social reset. You've seen demonstrations and a lot of these things happen in the big cities. Well, the big cities are where the card shows are, the big card show. There's some concern with that. I think people would shelter in place. Now, the last time we had a shelter in place was because of COVID and the hobby had a boom time that people did not go out. Uh, on the other hand, if you can see if there was a significant war and significant threat, then there, there wouldn't be much attention perhaps given to card collecting. Number two is an extension of the pandemic, kind of the sickness. So that's a health kind of thing. Maybe the next COVID or the next variant. The thing I would point out that affects our hobby is, again, most people think vintage is safer than new cards because they're not printing anymore. These guys can't do anything wrong. But I'll tell you right now, if there was a, another wave of pandemic or COVID and the deaths were disproportionate to older people, which is the way it was going in the beginning with COVID, that would absolutely affect vintage. Okay, The supply-demand equilibrium, I promise you there are a lot of old people out there that have vintage collections and most of them are not graded. So don't be thinking the pop report is the total cards in existence. There's a lot of older collectors. I'm not saying they're in bad health, but this next wave of baby boomers, as they pass on and their collections become available, there's going to be a lot more vintage cards coming in. And then the other thing I would say, with if, if the threat to health is real like that, uh, people's behavior changes according to their uh, life expectancy. If you think you've got a year to live, you're going to have different goals in life or hobby goals than if you think you've got decades. I think I still have a couple decades to go of productive life, and I'm hoping that's the case. And so that means I don't have an emergency attitude about my collecting. But if there was another COVID wave or another pandemic, some other thing, but we found out that even when it was at the worst, when there was no sports activity, it did not negatively affect our hobby. In fact, it, it seemed to positively affect our hobby when the, the sickness and the threat of getting sick so great that there were no sports going on for not a year, but uh, 
But again, the hobby actually thrived. Number three is technology. Technology is normally good. You're talking about robotic, uh, AI, not just in grading, but uh, ComC is behind. But I think they've automated in some ways to pull orders, PSA, BGS. They're certainly considering automation and AI for card identification and other kinds of labor-saving things. Not that robots are going to grade your cards, but it's moving toward greater automation. And then uh, the other thing, the other technology thing is even though we seemingly have omnipresent you know, all over the place internet, there have been times, not with an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, but there have been times when internet has gone down or, or it's just so overwhelmed or jammed that you can't get comps. I do have sympathy for that, but it's just reminiscent of the pre-price guide days where there wasn't anything written. You had no idea. You just had to go by feel. Another aspect of technology could be the perfection of 3D printing. I'm not trying to be gloomy, but these are trends. These are things that are happening. And if you fast forward five or 10 years, 3D printing has to be getting better each year when the copy is almost as good as the original, when it's impossible to tell except through expensive means, it, it makes grading more important. But at some point, people are going to think, oh, this is a problem. Number four was financial. And I'm mainly talking about inflation. If inflation was, say, 20% a year, then prices double every four years. Actually, hyperinflation can be even more than that. But again, don't be thinking that everything inflates at the same rate. Some products, some companies have more pricing power than others. If it's an essential, you got to have it, then they, you're going to have to pay their price. Uh, junk wax, not so much. If everything doubled, don't think my junk wax is going to double. Even if everything else doubles and you say, hey, inflation is 100%, everything's worth twice as much now. Junk wax is not going to be worth twice as much. Again, it's a devaluation of it as well, that your cards could be worth more, but then if your cards are worth $10, but it's $10 to buy a quart of milk or a loaf of bread, than $10, what it what we think of it is uh, today. Number five was climate. I'm not a big global warming person in the fullest sense, except that I think we have a lot more people than we used to have. We have a lot more smokestacks. We have a lot more cows. And uh, if you believe many scientists, then all those things, uh, especially smokestacks and cars, are causing the climate to change. Okay, if that's true, or to whatever degree it's true, it does affect the coasts, it affects the lowlands. Well, the coasts, there's a lot of collecting activity in the coast. What if a large percentage of America moved geographically to get to high ground, say? What happens to a large collection or a card shop? The newer collectors that go for the uh, very expensive, brand new, uh, shiny stuff that's very limited. Again, I guess you just put that in your case and go with it. But if you've got a larger collection, it's not very portable. And if you had a flood, <laughs> number six was political. And I'm not talking about communism, and I'm not even talking about socialism per se. I'm talking about moving away from capitalism and moving away from free enterprise, moving away from merit, moving away from equal opportunity toward equal outcome, universal basic income, and perhaps even, which I think this is a possibility, again, trending, of more monitored consumption of what people are spending their money on. That could either be through digital currency or digital consumption tracking or or just through your phone. They, they know where you've been. They know what stores you go to. Uh, Amazon, Apple, uh, Google, they know what you're searching for. And it's a little bit of a big brother world now. And it, it's probably going more that direction. Finally, number seven is taxes. I'm really not going to talk about income tax as much because I think income tax rates will be going up. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an accountant. So I can give advice without being disbarred from anything. I'm just a guy that's given his personal opinion. I think income taxes are going to go up for everybody. And uh, But that's not what I'm concerned about because that's if you make more money, you're going to pay more taxes. Okay. But I think there's sounds of having a wealth tax, which means you're taxed on your assets that you have. Now, the problem with that for card collectors, in fact, the problem may be less about expensive cards than it is about cheaper cards. The IRS frequently 
adopts a position that, that almost you're guilty until proven innocent. They would take a position that you've got the not, I'm not talking about unopened, because I think unopened uh, junk wax stuff, you can establish the value. But if you have monster boxes of 88 dollars baseball and they're commons and they're nominally 10 cents a card, 25 cents a card, whatever they are, even if they're stars, uh, that's not stuff, uh, unless they're gradable at, at, at 9.5s and 10s, and even then, there's probably already a glut of those. If you were taxed on your wealth, and your wealth included the nominal value of your cards, and they took an aggressive position, that would be a problem. You'd be paying tax on the assets that you have. And that actually could happen in my lifetime as well. So what people did in the past, or at least the wealthy people and the royalty that were being deposed, that they would take their jewels or their uh, convert it to stamps or gold coins, and they'd be able to have a, a portable. So many collections are not portable. <laughs> and that also goes without saying that's not just to be able to carry it with you, but also that it wouldn't be visible, that it wouldn't be noticeable, recognizable. But if you don't declare your assets to the government, at least the American government, you can go to jail. So if they say, hey, what is your net worth? And you ignore your sports cards. Again, I'm not trying to be completely apocalyptic, but I, I hear talk about a wealth tax. And I also hear talk about changing the estate tax to where when you die, uh, you don't get a free pass to some of your heirs up to a certain point. That will be cut back as well. So again, I don't recommend doing anything dishonest, but if you think that's something that's going to happen, then it may affect how you decide to collect. Again, enough of the negativity. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to get all this out. When people say, hey, what could go wrong? These are things in a worst case scenario that could go wrong. But the better question is, rather than talking about the negativity specific to our hobby, if any of these things, whether it's the taxes or the political or the climate or the financial or the technology or the sickness or the war, they would affect everything. And so I actually think, again, this is to leave it on a better note, is that our hobby may be better than most other things that we can enjoy collecting, even transacting and making money. And if, if some of these things, if we start moving in some of these directions, then you may want to change your behavior a little bit, but everything will be affected. You just need to be aware that there are uh, global, international, and national trends to where the culture is shifting in the way things are handled. And all these things are things that could trend and could happen in, in my lifetime, or at least movement in that direction. Again, don't be thinking that any investment, even CDs or mutual funds or anything, nothing is perfectly safe. There's always some uncertainty, and I've just laid out seven of them. So thanks, everybody. I'll be back again uh, on Monday with another episode. Again, if you knew somebody that died or was affected uh, so adversely by 9-11, my sympathies and my prayers. But I'm glad to be American and proud to be an American. Appreciate the sacrifice that many have made for the freedoms we enjoy. So thanks and be back on Monday.